Hi everyone, welcome back to the Homespun Yak. How's it going, Mr. Hatley? Pretty well. Just uh, recovering from a weekend of, you know, wild and wonderful sports. Oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty intense, jam-packed weekend of NBA, Euro Cup. Conor yeah. McGregor fighting. Yeah, I have a little bit of information on all those, so <laughs> I can chime in with what little I have. Um, I mean, I have the most with the Euros, but yeah, yeah, it just seemed like it was a, one of those weekends that was just jam-packed. Yeah. I mean, the, the Wimbledon final was Sunday as well. <clears throat> Who so was it right that won? Nadal? Or someone's... Uh, Djokovic. 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 I, Serbian. I always get those those three confused. Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Yeah. And then they're now tied with 20 major wins each. Oh, okay. So like the that. major tournaments like French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. I don't know the fourth, but... Australian? Australian Probably. Open? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, so actually with EuroCup, we didn't talk last week, so um, first off, Denmark versus England. That was, uh, yeah. that was tough. <laughs> that was tough to watch. Um, well, Denmark just, you know, they got a spectacular goal pretty early, and that forced England to now put, the, put their foot on the gas and uh, respond pretty quickly afterwards but obviously it was forced extra time and Denmark just doesn't have the depth or stamina that England had that game and you mm. could just see by the end they just were defending for their lives basically oh, yeah. and it's never good when you have to do that so England were definitely the better team and deserved to advance to the final which was Sunday <laughs> <laughs> you disagree. I'll just I'll just keep my comments to myself because I will give no credit to England. <laughs> well, did you? I'm assuming you watched the game Sunday. I did not. I did mm. not. Mainly because fuck both those teams. So yeah. that would that was the main reason. <laughs> I actually walked into to work on Monday. My boss, the first question he asked me was like, "Did you watch the game?" And I was like, "Nope." And he's like, nope. me neither, because he also hates England. Okay. So he just he said he said he watched the first three minutes and turned it off. And I was like, huh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, within the first two minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was at the a place called the Boot Room in Durham, which is a soccer themed pub, and uh, I was there at one thirty. The game started at three, standing room already. Wow, and it had not been like that the entire Euro Cup. It had been some. I went to one game once, and it was like fifteen minutes before. I'm the only guy in there. Wow, really? Yeah, and that's for like that was for like a knockout game. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, hour and a half. It'll be busy, but it was packed. But it was a great atmosphere, and just yeah. The place erupted in the first two minutes, obviously, but it was probably like a 70-30 split England-Italy supporters hmm. in there. And, uh, yeah, extra time, penalties. It's just, uh, 
It was pretty dramatic way to end, but historically England are not uh, not the best when it comes down to penalties. So Italy proved that yet again. They are pretty good. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm still not over it. I'm really not. That World Cup really fucked me up. I really did. I'm still mad. <laughs> I, I honestly yeah. should be angrier at the at the French coach because right. he he made some just dumbass yeah. plays. But anyway, um, yeah, the Euro Cup, right? Yeah, when when Italy missed that first uh, that I, I watched the highlights. Um, the when they missed that first uh, penalty kick, I was like, oh shit, they're not on a on a good start. And then uh, yeah. and then England ended up like having a few blocked right, and then the very last one. Uh, was an 18-year-old kicking the, the ball? 19-year-old yeah. kicking the ball. Like, wow. And yeah, very questionable from the coach to, yeah. you know, going into that, it's like that penalty, like you have to make this to stay in penalties. Mm-hmm. Because if you miss or it gets blocked, it's over. Right. And England's keeper made a save before that would Italy would have won if they had made it. So that kept England alive, but then, oh yeah, let's send the youngest guy on the team uh, to take the penalty. When you have several other players who are veteran players that still hasn't haven't or hadn't taken one at that time, and I can't imagine he's like, "Let me do it. I'm gonna go up there." And they're like, "Yeah, you got it." <laughs> he subbed on three. He subbed on two guys at the end. At the end of extra time, I'm talking one minute left. And they got, they, I don't even think they got a touch on the ball in the game. And then they just went straight to penalties, just ice cold, like, we're going to have to take one. What do you know? They both missed theirs. Yeah. It was three misses in a row from basically the youngest guys on the team. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, not, I don't know. It was just a strange move for me when you go into extra time and you still have three to four subs that you can use, why wouldn't you make them at the beginning of extra time to try to score a goal and just win the game like that with fresh legs instead of bringing somebody on in the last minute when it was clear all you're doing is just bringing them on for penalties because you just know it's, they're, they're not even going to touch the ball. Right. It didn't work because they both missed. So obviously they're not. I mean, Italy's keeper was great. He's like six, seven, or he's like a huge keeper and really confident and and good. And you know that's always intimidating too. But yeah, it was it was weird. And then like, yeah, I don't even I don't really know what happened after the game. But apparently there was a lot of racist stuff going oh, on. Oh yeah, I heard England, about that. Like I guess mostly social media, but still. I think the English like, fans outed themselves as just being shit human beings. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh it's pretty tough to to just you make it all the way to the final and when you get to penalties it's like anybody's game basically. You could be strategic about it, I'm sure, but I don't know. To get all the way there and you've never made it to a final, 
since like the 60s and then mm-hmm. just to be like ah you know say all this they're so stuff. cocky yeah they're so arrogant oh my god yeah you're absolutely right they hadn't been there since the, since the 60s and they're sitting there like booing during the german national anthem like talking so national much shit anthem. yep talking so much shit then being super racist like what the fuck and it's a home game as well it was and it's that's such a great i've completely forgot about that and it was when a will home that game ever happen again Man, fuck know? you england <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh that is like now that i think about it i'm not even that mad that italy won that's that's actually pretty great that england went all the way up and i definitely thought they had some games where i thought they played like dog shit and I didn't think yeah. they deserved to win. And then, like, they get all the way to the finals talking so much shit at their home stadium. Got all these fans there. And then they lose. Man, fuck off. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, now it's like a... every Well, a lot of the Italian players, because Italy are playing in the Olympics, have to go oh. to Japan. Wow. And then when the Olympics are over, they have six-day break until Italian league starts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then you go to the World Cup next summer. Dude, I would just try to lose the Olympics. I'd be like, oh, oh I'm yeah. out. Let's just get out quick. <laughs> man, yeah, oh, man. So pretty dramatic finish. Definitely. The Euros. Definitely. Although I thought... Football is not coming home. No. No, it isn't. Uh, I going back to like Spain versus Italy. I thought Spain outclassed Italy basically the entire game too, and uh, yeah. somehow Italy ended up pulling it off at the end. Although the second half of the England Italy game, Italy definitely played a lot better than uh, oh yeah than, than they were the first more, half. Yeah, more attacking, and then like toward the end of the game, before regular time, their two best players got subbed out for an injury and something else and it was like just felt like it was a time to make a sub for England especially going into extra time but yeah just didn't happen yeah isn't the coach being knighted isn't that he was going to be if they won he still might I don't know yeah he still might be somehow like (laughs) way to water down your your knighthood yeah (laughs) you gotta at least win You've got to win, like, the World Cup or the Euro Cup to be that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And didn't you you say that he's had some disappointing, like, moves? Even before this game, like, the different people that he's put out there haven't been, like, the exact formation that you would have used. Yeah, and, you know, he got to the final, so you got to give him credit for getting there, but he did it in a very, like, defensive way that you know some games went a little bit longer than maybe they should have or could have based on people you didn't play like this guy jack Grealish, who i really like a lot he played but he always came on as a sub and sometimes it was way too late for him to be able to make an impact and um it's just hard because they have so many great attacking players um, that it's just it's tough to leave somebody out, especially if they score a goal, and you're like, well, I guess I have to start them next game. But <clears throat> I thought that they could have attacked 
been more offensive, like the first half against Italy. Like they were looking like guns blazing, obviously mm-hmm. right out of the gate, like yeah. attacking like crazy. Like Luke Shaw was their left wing back, left back for Man U. And he probably was their player of the tournament, in my opinion. He's the one who scored, but right? The, he scored, the one goal. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he made a lot of assists and great passes and a lot of great runs and he would come all the way back on defense and just had a great had a great tournament and you know nobody was like a failure I thought on England but you know it is just it's like the ultimate like (laughs) deflating feeling I'm sure for all the English people who were watching and is it I mean, their ego is so big that I have no idea, honestly. I have no idea if that actually deflated anything. Yeah. Because they just ended up resorting. Obviously, I'm talking broad generalities, but (laughs) but they just ended up resorting to a bunch of racist remarks and all that. So I don't know if they learned jack shit. I think they need to lose the World Cup, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they'll definitely be back, and I think they'll, they'll be contenders for the world cup next year for sure. But yeah, it just, it goes by quick when you have like a golden quote unquote generation of players like Belgium had. And Oh yeah. 2014 was their first year kind of like this time with England where it was like, Oh man, they have all these young, amazing players at the same age. And then now it's like, it's pretty much over for them. They have to kind of start start over in a lot of positions. And England aren't there yet, but it goes by really fast. Yeah, right. If you don't make the most of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm especially curious with the World Cup next year. That's in Qatar. What is it going to be, like 120 degrees there? Like, yeah. how, how are these people going to survive? Well, they, uh, they have uh, fully air-conditioned uh, indoor and outdoor stadiums. Okay, so then my next question is like, well, I guess that's probably unrealistic. Yeah, okay. So just like, just global just warming. Ungodly amounts. Of <laughs> global warming. <energy. laughs> yeah, ungodly amounts to never be used again. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and insane amounts of, you know, who knows upwards of how many billions of dollars spent just to create these stadiums and infrastructure and all these things. But. Yep. You know, obviously that's a region that continues to pump out oil, so it's not like maybe the biggest deal for them, although it's using a ton of energy like you said and slave labor to build it. So FIFA's <laughs> <laughs> okay with that. <laughs> Olympics are okay with shit like that. Yep. And yeah, Olympics, I guess, are coming up, but I just don't give a shit about the Olympics anymore. Yeah, who does? Yeah. I don't, because, even, I don't even know why they have soccer in the Olympics, considering everybody just pays attention to the World Cup. I know, and, and the soccer is like you got to be, you know, under a certain age for the Olympics. Oh, you so do? So you won't see, like, the super... I mean, I guess you could if they're young enough and want to play, but... I think you're allowed like one or two people over 25 and then everybody else has to be who made these rules up. I don't know. It's insane. 
but yet, nobody gets paid, so they're like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go to the Olympics and just get hurt by, like, playing, I don't know, some scrub team. Right. And just get, like, my leg broken. Yeah. And get, Looking at you, England. England. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're, they're in the Olympics, their soccer team. Mm, I, I know you. Spain and Italy are. So yeah. I'm sure one of those two will win it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and then that Shakiri Richardson. I don't know if we talked about her. Um, oh, sprinter. Yeah, the one that got busted for for weed, right? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty insane. That's um, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and they're not going to let her race at all. Yeah, yeah. Just. Uh, I mean, but they're but they will let a trans woman compete. And they will not let, like, whatever you call biological women with high natural levels of testosterone compete. Oh, she's so she has high levels of testosterone. Well, no, Shakiri Richardson does <clears throat> not. Oh, okay. There was other sprinters other in sprinters different, were, like, yeah. fields that, you know, could have qualified for the Olympics based on their times. Okay. But on their test, it's like your T is higher than the threshold for women, a woman, which what is right. a woman now, but, um, it's, it's high for that. And we don't allow that, even though we know that you're not taking testosterone or any hormone supplements, uh, you just produce too much naturally. And that's unfair yet being a trans woman after 30, whatever years of being a man competing in this sport, that's fair somehow. Yep. That's fair. They don't look at any of the science at all. No. Don't consider that one bit. And then they're going to kick somebody out who was going to win the gold in the 100-meter relay. Oh, and you're talking about Richardson meter. now? Or, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was destined for gold and potentially breaking a record. Mm -hmm. You smoked weed. Yeah. Because that's such an enhancer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does nothing for you, like, as far as in the moment like if you're high like let me get high and like race like no one's doing that it's all about recovery i'm sure for her perspective i, I don't know what she said about it but to to well she she was I, struggling because her mom passed away right so she was doing it for During therapy COVID, yeah 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 there's so many different ways you can use it but my question is what is the what is the reasoning behind that as being labeled as an illegal substance by the Olympics. Like what are the, what's their rationale? Like that it's an enhancer. Well, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's just like the NCAA. They, I think they have, they've banned creatine. I mean, like, you know, these things that are just like naturally produced in your body. I mean, creatine right. is a, is a enhancer, but it's, it's something that some people have, full amounts of and some people don't have full amounts of so and then weed is is just like off the spectrum like what what would you use that for just like you said for enhancing anything and i mean the olympics are just making a joke out of themselves they really 100%. are 100 percent. yeah when when literally no one agrees with the decision yet they're going forward with it yeah and not going to change these antiquated laws when a federal bill is about to be introduced in the house to legalize weed on a federal level. You know, yeah. that's probably I think, coming up soon. 
I think also in slight defense of the Olympics, I do think that they probably have to be that. I think the rule itself is idiotic, but I think that uh, maybe they're doing it because they, there's some pressure of like, well, we can't treat the, we can't make exceptions for the United States. Like, um, you know how Russia got slammed for like all those different athletes that were on performance enhancing drugs. I realize it's like apples and oranges, but the fact that they like came down really hard on Russia and said, no, you can't compete. And then for the United States, like technically it probably broke the rules. The rules are idiotic, yeah. but it technically broke their rules. So that's probably why they, they don't want to be like, Oh, well, we'll make an exception here. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah. if she wins. Cause then all the other countries are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you, you, you ban this guy. Yeah, exactly. But on the flip side, an argument against that too is like Michael Phelps smoked weed and uh, Usain Bolt smoked weed. Yeah. And they never got caught, um, but right, they, tested, they, yeah. they admitted that they smoked oh, yeah. weed. And it's I just, remember the picture of Michael Phelps like at that party. Yeah, so like should you like strip <laughs> their medals or like what's, what's going on, you know? Uh, it's just ridiculous. Like the whole weed thing is just, it's just so stupid. She should definitely be able to compete. I, I don't. I know. The so Olympics are just so antiquated right now. It's such a joke. Yeah, I'm not watching one minute of the Olympics. Yeah, I'm boycotting. Yeah, yeah. take that. <laughs> take that. I wasn't gonna watch it anyway, but at least now <laughs> yeah. I can be on a moral high ground yeah, where I say, yeah. And if somebody else watches it, I'm like, oh really? You yeah. you are okay with all I'm this? Shame you now. I'm gonna shame you. Yeah. <laughs> because it's convenient for me to, to be able to shame in this instance. But if it was actually something that I, I already do on a day-to-day basis and I was asked to, to stop doing it, then I'm, I might, I might make a, like a thousand concessions a day, you know, mm-hmm. just this, just a little bit of meat. It's fine. You yeah. know, just, the, just for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but not for <laughs> snacks, not no. for snacks. No more beef jerky. Yeah, no more be- beef snur- jerky unless it's within like an hour of me eating my breakfast. Right. Then, right. you know, it can kind of like clump together. Three to four pieces. Three to four, just a little bit, not a whole yeah. lot. It'll like, be fine. I buy a yeah. medium package now instead of a mm. large package. Right, like, not that's, the Costco brand. Yeah, I'm fighting back. If I see yeah, someone else eating meat, it. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm, oh my God! Like you, oh, you disgusting Take a picture piece of, of shit. Them, put yeah, it yeah. up online. Yeah, get exactly. Get their name. Get yeah. the number. Yeah, but Let's the Olympics. Kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the caption. That's it. Just let's go fucking kill this guy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the Olympics, I'm already not going to be watching them. So now I can say a full stance of I am boycotting the Olympics. There you go. So Full stop. Done. Same so, here. Done. No exceptions. Uh, but that leads us to the one thing that is left, which is the NBA Finals. Yes. How many games My till God. the Suns win the finals? <laughs> it could be a full seven. <laughs> it could very well be seven games. You really think so? I think it's going to be five games. That's 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 how <laughs> little faith I have in Tomorrow's the Bucks. Tomorrow's the game, right? Wednesday. Uh, is it? Yeah, I guess so. Because they played on Sunday at, and at it's three days walking. off. So, yeah. Yeah. So, tomorrow... Yeah, honestly, the the Bucks have a good team. They have a good team. They do not have a championship team. If Brooklyn had been full strength, they would have wiped the floor with the Bucks. 
I don't think there's yeah, any question probably. about that. I think Brooklyn would have wiped the floor with everyone. Um, but I just don't get it with with the Bucks sometimes. Oh, they're just they're they're. Middleton is just on and off, on and off. Uh, Drew Holiday's on, same thing. See, and that's so frustrating. If if Brooke if Lopez. you are a Bucks fan, uh, it's really frustrating. Like you can't, <laughs> you, you just were. can't. Yeah, if you were, <laughs> you just you can't. It's not like Kevin Durant where you know you're going to get X amount of points every single game. It's not like Kyrie Irving. It's not like LeBron James. You know, like these yeah. these kind of it lower could be level 40, stars. It could be- Exactly. Yeah. And Drew Holiday is just like, I mean, both Middleton and Drew Holiday are just back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes they'll have eight points. Sometimes they'll have 25 points. Obviously, Giannis is always going to have, you know, at least 20 points. But lately, he's been getting 40. And they've needed that. Like, they can't have anything other than that. He's got to do that to to even be close to winning. Yeah. I think Shannon Sharp actually brought up an excellent point of the Bucks are so much bigger than the Suns, and yet they shoot so many more threes. So if this if the Bucks make a bunch of threes, they're they're doing great. They're doing just fine. But if they're not hitting any threes for the entirety of the game, they just keep shooting threes. They don't ever switch to like, okay, we got Giannis at six eleven, we got Brooke Lopez is like seven feet tall, we got a Bobby Portis at six ten. We have like all these players that are so much bigger than all the Suns players. Just bully them down low. And what's funny is when they do do that, like on occasion, when uh, when they played uh, the Hawks, the last two mm-hmm. games they didn't have Giannis, so they had to like switch right. up the rotation and had to move people down low, and they were destroying on and the glass. Worked. And it worked. Brooke Lopez looked like a Hall of Famer. Exactly. Like, did not miss those little hook shots and, like, getting offensive boards, backing mm-hmm. people down. Yep, yep. Do that. Exactly. Yeah, they they would be unstoppable, even with even with Aiton there. Like, I'm sure he'd get a lot of points and all that, but, like, the, the, the collective of the team would be too much for, for the Suns, unless they just shot lights out from three. Which is possible, but at least then you're losing yeah, you can't your way. Rely on that, though. Yeah, exactly. And I think that they, I really like Budenholzer when he was when he's first hired. I didn't know anything about him, and then that first year he was like they were number one in offense and number one in, in defense, and I was like, holy shit, they're really good. And they got you know to the what second round of the playoffs, and I was like really happy when I was a fan. And then the second year, like they did the same. They got, I think, maybe one round further. And then they got just blown off the floor by the Raptors. And then uh, I guess what? One more. Yeah, one more year happened. And I forgot who they lost to, but they ended up, I think the Celtics or something like that. Or the Heat. The Heat. The heat, the the heat that's right. The yeah. Heat. And then, and then this year. And it's just like Budenholzer doesn't seem to be capable of making these micro uh, changes in his roster or like putting the right people on the right people. He's not very good at these, these in between management. Yeah, exactly. These, these, these little tweaks within like between games. He's just, he doesn't seem to be very good as a tactician overall as a strategy for the game. He's pretty good. Like obviously um, to focus on defense and, and have great offense as well. But like ultimately I just, I, I've, I've cooled off on my liking of him. I think he's I think he's a good solid coach but he's not great. Like not gonna get you Ty Lu, Ty Lu is fantastic. 
You saw yeah. the, you, I mean, without Kawhi and without, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Iblaka, Ibaka. Yeah, yeah. Um, without both of those players, he was still able to at least make it a series with the Suns, you know, to make it yeah. somewhat competitive. Well, like yeah, because there were games where, like, he would, he would shift, like, who's playing defense on Booker or whatever and, mm-hmm. and Aiton, and then, like, they would get, they would do so Just much worse. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, that's the kind yeah, of... Yeah, I'm saying, like, after that game, I was like, man, if they had Kawhi, it might be the Clippers in the final. Yeah, yeah. Know, against the Bucks, but, of course, another injury. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, a but, lot of injuries. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting playoffs, that's for sure. There's been a lot of players that have, like, really stepped up. I mean, Paul George, I thought, did really well. And it just he sucks because yeah. every, everybody is always going to hammer him until he wins a title because he called himself playoff B. But, I mean, he actually was scoring like 30-plus mm-hmm. every game. And obviously Giannis, you just can't stop that guy most of the time. Devin Booker, Chris Paul. And then, um, God, what's that other guy on the sun? I mean, Aiton, obviously, but the – kind of lankier guy on the suns um not cam johnson i can't remember but this guy just came out of nowhere and just has been an incredible player for them Hmm. he's a starter i can't remember his name and then obviously trey young and then john collins i thought like was an amazing player yeah yeah this this playoffs and they'll definitely need to pay him a lot of money because he's up for the a contract next season so yeah i just think the nba like you know obviously the nets are the exception but it seems like the talent pool is spread around pretty nicely a lot of really it good is. young talent True. and that's always good to see too so you just never really know without a shadow of a doubt anymore mm-hmm. yeah uh i will say though if the bucks don't win this series which i really don't think they will um they're not getting back to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Simple as that. They they need to scrap most of their team, and that's weird because their team is good. I like oh, their yeah. team: Lopez and and Middleton and and Holiday, Holiday and Bobby Porter. Like all of them are good. Like they're not they're not bad players. It's just it's just not good enough to play alongside Giannis. Like he needs someone who's dependable, who's going to drop twenty points a night every single night. You know, somebody's really dependable and then maybe have a third like kind of sub star that can that can have off nights. That's fine. But like, you know, can help in other ways because the, the way it's constructed like right Crowder now. type guy. No, I, I don't think I would want Jay Crowder. <laughs> I'm not talking Jay Crowder. Uh, would you have him over P.J. Tucker, though? I don't think I would. I like PJ Tucker. I like the fact that he like gets up in people's faces and he's just mm-hmm. like he's he's definitely a, a fighter. I've always liked PJ Tucker. I think oh, he yeah. was back at Houston, right, with the Rockets uh, yeah. at one point. And I really liked him there too. Um, yeah, he, he he plays way bigger than he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like I like mm-hmm. the 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 fight that he has uh, within him. I think honestly, if they yeah, ended he went up to Elon. Awesome. PG great Tucker. school. Great, great <laughs> basketball school. <laughs> no, not Elon. Sorry. Enlo High School. Oh, Enlo. Enlo High School. Enlo Sorry, High school. not Elon. Yeah. He went to Texas for college. 
That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. After yeah. Uh, KD or before KD, I think before KD. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if if the Bucks could get rid of Middleton and pick up uh, someone who uh, he's probably not going to want to move, but from the Blazers, um, Lillard. Lillard. Yeah. That would be that would be like the closer guy that you can depend on to get like that many points. Yeah, like he would he's be got amazing ball handling skills. Also, yes, to yeah, be a true point guard as well. Right, which the Bucks is like they don't. They don't they really no, they don't that have guy. that. They don't. They don't. I will say it hurt because they're they're. I forgot what his name is. Um, <sighs> Difincenzo or whatever is that's oh, yeah, how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He got hurt, which I really liked him. Like I liked his growth as he was he was getting better and. Um, so he was he was exciting for sure, but unfortunately he got hurt. And I think if they had him, it would help a little bit. But they still they still need somebody that's dependable like Giannis. They just have to have yeah. it. So like I said, if they if they don't win this series, which I think there's maybe a twenty percent chance that they win, um, then I think they're they're never going to get back to the NBA Finals without exploding yeah. their entire team. And the Suns might not either. Yeah, I th- well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, know. they might get back, but not maybe not the following year. If yeah, right. Is, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. In that I side. agree. I agree. Because I think, I think Booker's fantastic. Uh, oh, my God. And obviously, MVP. yeah, uh, uh, Paul is, 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 is really great. Um, and Aiton is fantastic. And he's just going to continue to grow. Both Booker and Aiton are going to continue to grow. I think I think that team has a lot of potential. I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not like saying, oh, yeah, they're definitely going back to the finals. But I think they, the way their team is constructed, I think it's better than the way the Bucks are constructed. I think they're also coached from a micromanaging perspective a little bit better than the Bucks are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so... We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think the first team that gets a, a way win in this series will probably win the whole thing. And the Bucks are not great away. Like uh, no, no. Um, Middleton and Drew quickly. Holiday just cannot seem to score points when they're away. I don't get that. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty clear, pretty quick that it's over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. But. That's the situation in uh, the basketball world. Yep. All yep, right. That's the situation. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> uh, I uh, I was fighting in the ring earlier, and I broke my ankle, oh, really? broke my broke my leg. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then Shame. but I really hated the guy, so I just kept yelling insults at his wife. Yeah. Who am I? Well, that. <laughs> McGregor. Connor McGregor. Yeah. So he's going to be back, I'm sure. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, he's he's not at all passe whatsoever. No, no. Yeah, he's still got it. Yeah, he's still got it. Yeah. He's... Dustin Connor for. <laughs> yeah. I don't get that. I don't get like how anybody could still be a fan of his, like as a fighter. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it either. Cause it's, he seems he's, he's like lost it. He's completely oh, lost. Totally it. like mentally and, you know, physically in the ring. Yeah. He, he, he has not improved in, his, his skills at all. He's the yeah, exact like, same. 
He's lost like six out of the last seven fights. He's yeah, had. yeah. So how can how can anyone look at him and be like he's going to be a draw? Like who cares about him? <clears throat> I know, and and it, and I guess he still gets all the pay per view numbers no matter what because he talks because trash. He's gonna yeah, he he's talks always mad trash. Say even more outrageous things than he's said before. Like he was on the ground, like saying like, you know. I'm your wife's in my DMs and all this stuff. <laughs> and he was going to like kill him in the parking lot. And, yeah, with a know, broken Normal leg. stuff. <laughs> but it, I mean, I didn't watch the fight, but I saw the highlights. And that, that stuff happens a lot. Like it's happened to this guy, Anderson Silva, who was like, you know, the biggest name for a while back in the day. And it happened to Chris Weidman, who was a heavyweight champion. Like, you just go for like a kick, and a guy like blocks a kick, and your leg just goes like in half. And it's like, mm, that is incredibly gruesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I can't really but, watch that shit. No, no, I cannot watch it. But yeah, Dustin, it seemed to to be inevitable that he was going to just steamroll him because he's all over him. Yeah. But not according but, uh, to Connor. No, it was going to be different. Yeah, it was going to be second round was when he was going to come through. <laughs> he's lucky. He's <clears throat> Unfortunately, lucky. doctor's decision, so. Yeah, what a still, you know, it's not really a legit win for him. Yeah. So I can't wait for fought. the fourth fight. Yeah. God, what a nightmare. God just will never go away. He's trying to do a fight with Manny Pacquiao now. I'm not watching that. No. I watched. I remember. I watched the Mayweather. We watched fight. it together. Yeah. I think. Yeah, we did. But I would not watch Pacquiao. I just don't care. No. I don't care about anything Connor does at this point. I really don't. I so. know. He's already like a billionaire from the whiskey and his other ventures. So. Mm -hmm. He just can't not be in the spotlight. Yeah, I think he should just be satisfied with being a very good fighter. Like by average right. standards, he is like if some oh, yeah. random dude were to fight him, he would fuck him up. He would destroy him, of yeah, course. But like he's not just an elite enjoy, fighter. Yeah, just go out on a yacht and like do your thing. Yeah, you know? right. We don't need to keep seeing you come back and be a... And lose again. Belligerent Irishman. <laughs> yeah, and lose over and over again. Yep. But that's basically all I know about the UFC. That's it. We're like Nothing ESPN. Else. Basically. Yeah, where they the they pretend like they they pretend like they know stuff, like oh yeah, Connor lost that oh, fight yeah, he, he was not going to win the fight yeah he, he was going to lose it throw the left there and then he yeah. checked it he threw he that tried. left and he looked for the opening and then it hit like in their brain they're like is that the right lingo i'm not yeah. sure yeah <laughs> earpiece like say this, say this. yeah right exactly that wasn't right that wasn't right check it <laughs> um yeah yeah espn there's a bunch of frauds on there, really. And I've been at my gym. They've got, obviously, ESPN up. And they have the dumbest topics. Oh, I remember I was going to send you a picture of this. It was uh, the question was, this is like early in the morning. They, 
the question was, uh, if you could go to a basketball game with any celebrity, who would it be? This is like an actual question this because they just, yeah. they just run out of content. Nothing. They got they nothing to, to talk 24 about. 24 hours. Like, exactly. What are you doing? Yeah. That's why, that, yeah, I've, I've gone on so many rants for ESPN, but I just hate those guys. Yeah. So much. Just the most generic. I don't know. You would want specialists for each sport to talk about each particular thing, not just one guy that just talks about everything. Right. As as an expert, you know. I but, like uh, I like on undisputed. I like Skip. Obviously, I like Skip and Shannon a lot. But you can tell when they talk about something that they know nothing about. Like for example, uh, soccer. Like some, yeah. I remember last year, or not last year, that for the World Cup, they didn't talk about soccer at all, any segment. And not then the one on, lead up. yeah, on the very last, like the game, France versus whoever the Croatia, um, they ended up talking about it for one minute. They had a one minute tiny segment, just like stuck between all the other stuff that they just repeat over and over and over again. And again, I do like them, but like they have, a, they go through their segments for the first hour and then they just repeat the segment again for the second hour. So they just say the same thing. The question is just worded slightly differently. But anyway, so they stuck this one minute segment of who do you think's going to win between, you know, France, Croatia, whatever it was. And they're, you can just tell by the way they're talking how uncomfortable they are. They, mm-hmm. When they're talking about LeBron, they're like, LeBron, his stats yeah. in 2016 were this, this, and look yeah. at the secondary stats. And then when they're talking soccer, they're like, France has some good strikers. They're, yes, they're going to they're gonna do strong. well. I just, That's look, Skip, I, I, I have to say, I just really think that Croatia could pull the upset. They have... <laughs> They could pull the upset. And then it's like one minute of them just kind of fumbling around. And then and then they're, the moderator's like, all right, cool. And then they'd move See on. Yeah. So do you think that this hurts LeBron's legacy? You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, typical question. Yeah, and they're just, and suddenly they become a lot more lively again. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they become, they just get more in their comfort zone again. It's like, why even have that? That little one minute segment. Yes, but why? you listen. But you listen to the ES, the regular like ESPN people. I know they're on FS1, but like the other ESPN people, they're the, that's like it's not just a minute. It's like the entire like thirty minutes or hour of them just being super yeah. uncomfortable, not knowing at all what they're talking about. You can just tell, and I don't even know what they're like. You know yeah. all the specifics and all that, but like even I can tell they're just like uncomfortable with like what they're talking about. It's so obvious on like the top ten. Like if Messi has like a free kick goal that like you know barely goes in the top corner and it's just an incredible goal you know it's like that's like number eight or something like that and they're yeah. like messy the man you know just like it's <laughs> <laughs> like messy the man and then it's like number seven's a guy like catching a ball in the out like jumping up oh yeah one of those out. i mean that's the most fraudulent the, like segment in sports history is the Sports Center top ten. I don't care yeah. what day it is; it's yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's a hundred percent wrong, and they're clowns. Whoever's doing it, I, I'd love to speak to them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's like they had the guy from like College Game Day doing like a lot of the um, like when they would go to halftime or pregame for the Euro Cup this year. It was like 
it was the guy that was like the moderator for college game day like then we're here with France. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly so the voice you're talking about. Like, <laughs> just stick with college football. I mean, they did bring on like Alessandro Del Piero and they brought on like other international famous players to talk about it and give their input, which, you know, that always helps. But you sure. know, during the game, they're during the games, it was like, hilarious to me that like the the people announcing it because it was on espn like they had to say like at different points of the game like and stick around you know after the game atlanta fc versus dc united and everybody's like nobody cares about that like yeah if you like this game you're gonna love the next one because <laughs> it's about 50 tiers lower in quality than what you just saw ukraine versus finland you know like, oh my god that's funny and they're just like genuinely like yeah you guys should tune in like nah we're good <laughs> we're, don't bring that shit up while we're watching this game yeah, <laughs> like right. there's bad energy right but yeah, ESPN, they just, it's all about the money and the views, and there's no substance behind it. They and should really cut like it short. They should really cut the 24 hour thing. Like, right, I, yeah. because it it's, they don't have enough content. That's ultimately it. Yeah. It's just a bunch of repetition over and over yeah, again. And they can't articulate anything more than just the complete obvious what's yeah, going on. Exactly. Like you can't give me a breakdown, nothing. You just, a smoking hot woman who has oh, like yeah. an iPad in her hand and is like, we're going to go to this guy. And yeah. You're like, wait, where are you going? <laughs> I know you don't have anything to say, but my God, who was that? Like, I, like, I, cause I was watching ESPN this whole tournament. I never watch ESPN, but I was obviously forced to. Right. Yeah. And they would like point. cut to them right after the game. And you're like, Whoa. And then it's like, all right, back to the guys, like talking about the game. Like, why did we even cut to them? Yeah, right. Like to keep me in this for one, like one minute longer. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know y'all aren't gonna say a, a thing about the game. Yeah, right. Like you could have just gone straight to them, but they had to go to the hot women. I'm sure. I'm sure that's Which calculated. I'm oh, sure yeah. it's calculated. Oh. Not that anybody will ever admit it. Because that would be somehow yeah. like you know you'd end up. I'm it's sure maybe maybe down the road we'll have we'll have articles that come out about like why does ESPN only hire uh, attractive Super white models. women <laughs> or like you know I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's I'm sure there's going to be articles like that in the future. I can just oh, yeah. I can tell. Oh yeah, and it'll eventually just be blue-haired non-binary. Disabled people <laughs> to, out there <laughs> to be to be uh, to be uh, re representative and whatnot. Yep. Oh, but uh, something uh, on Friday night, this past Free Friday, uh, Benny and I saw the great Tim Dillon live. Whoa! Rugby. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so how was that? It was hilarious. He wasn't that funny. Uh, no. Mm. He was offensive. Yeah, that's I too bad. You figured it, yeah. <laughs> he would have ripped me a new one if I brought a sign in there. He was ripping so many people in the front, like the front row. <laughs> like yeah. a bunch of like college age, got, like frat guys were there. And, yeah. Like their polo shirts and stuff. And he ripped them like 
just to just like talking about how their dad's like a lawyer from Duke and like, <laughs> yeah, he'll get you out of that drunk driving yeah. thing or like <laughs> just the man knows no limits. And I, that's why I love him. Yeah. And uh, I, I never laughed so hard at a comedy show before. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but the line <laughs> was all the way around the building to get in. I've never seen it that busy before, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it was great. I'm glad he, he came by, and I'm glad I just remembered to check on his website to see where he was going. Did you um, did you wear your mask, like, uh, on your way to your seat for those, like, 20 feet? Wow, okay, wow. And he talked about that. He was just like, you know, how, you, you know, you go to a restaurant and you put your mask on and and then COVID follows you until <laughs> like you get to the seat and it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But mm. I, yeah, I, I went to an account today and it was a new place and they were like, you know, outside the door, like, please wear a mask before coming in. And it was just like me and the person. And I'm like, fully vaxxed like as well you know and they're like oh good good keep your mask on shit that's funny um yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah um oh yeah so I, I i listened to his podcast with with jre um Tim oh, Dillon. Yeah, yeah, the recent one. I didn't realize he was such a conspiracy theorist. He's a uh, Yeah, he's he's definitely gone down the roads of many conspiracies. Yeah. Sometimes I can't tell if he's serious or not. Oh, but, me too, me neither. Yeah. But I think he like I mean, he loves Alex Jones just like the guy, you know. Yeah, and right. has probably got a lot of his inspiration from him. <laughs> <laughs> over the years and rush limbaugh yeah but he but tim Dillon is such like a i don't know an oxymoron in a way because he's gay which is why he's so yeah which is why he's so like I, I don't know i don't know if that makes him able to get away with a lot more stuff and he knows it so he like takes it way too far <laughs> but i don't know it's interesting, but he gets labeled a homophobe sometimes. That's kind of like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. It was so funny. And uh, yeah, I think he put like a picture on his Instagram uh, eating at like Capitol Grill in huh. uh, North Hills. And yeah. he just wrote like corporate steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll eat. And then he had a picture of himself in a, a Duke hat. And he's like, I'm 19 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's only his like late thirties, right? He's not yeah, that, he's yeah, not that old. Not that old. No. Yeah. But that was basically my, uh, excitement. Well, that, and then the Euro cup got absolutely hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Ham it at the bar. 
about seven to eight beers deep. Damn. Fighting people. Right, yeah. Right. Breaking breaking legs. Lighting up in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh i wasn't standing in the standing room much longer nope just knocking people down well just for the hell of it on my end uh for me it's been i've been reading a lot i've actually gone through a series of different books that i'm really excited about that i'm looking forward to to finishing um, sometime soon. One of them is on testosterone, which is by Carol Hooven, which is mm-hmm. uh, the woman that was on the Joe Rogan podcast, where she's a, a testosterone researcher. Um, I, it, that book just came out today, and I, I got the audiobook, so I'm going through that, very much enjoying that. Um, just as a quick little little uh, tip, little uh bit of information that I thought was really interesting is that some guy, some scientist back in the 1800s removed the testes from, uh, from chickens or roosters, obviously. And they became more, they developed, uh, as essentially hens. They weren't exactly hens, obviously, because they still have the genetic makeup of a, of a male, um, male chicken, whatever you want to call it. But it was, didn't have like the roosters like a uh, crown and, and couldn't vocalize like a rooster. And it was, and mm. it behaved like a, a hen, which is very wow. docile and whatnot. So very different. And then they did the same experiment, but they, they took the, the, the testy of one rooster and put it into like left it so that it turned into t- turned quote unquote, turned into a, a hen. And then transplanted one uh, of the testes back into the rooster but in its uh, on its colon so not in this original location and it the the testy ended up developing vessels so that it became part of the rooster's body and then it redeveloped itself so its crown came back and like its ability to crow came back and like all this stuff so it became masculine again which i thought was remarkable i think that's such a cool experiment first of all and second of all don't fuck with me when it comes to testosterone because i don't know how much more clear evidence you need to show that there's a definitive sexual reason as to why men are the way that they are you know yep um, you know, beyond just, and then talked about like in humans, when they would castrate, uh, uh, men that they, they can't grow, they grow, uh, hair on the top of their head, but they can't grow hair anywhere else. And, uh, they have hmm. no libido and they are not aggressive at all. Unix. And yeah, exactly. Unix. Um, so just like it's starting to build this like evidence of, and then the, the actual, the book started with a chimpanzee, uh, the alpha chimpanzee beating the shit out, like absolutely close to murdering uh, another chimpanzee, which was a female chimpanzee. And I d- didn't say why it went nuts, but like the female chimpanzee was grooming the male chimpanzee and then the male chimpanzee just went nuts and just started like just like punching the the other chimpanzee to the point where the mother was just shielding her like uh 
kids, like her uh, baby chimpanzees. And the, the guy was just like beating on her for like 10 minutes straight and then c- wasn't doing enough damage. So picked up a, 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 a branch what? and started beating her like as much as he possibly could. Still didn't inflict enough damage in his own head. So he grabbed onto a branch that was anchored to a tree above and used his feet and tried to slam her off of the 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 top of the tree onto the ground just like beating the absolute crap out of her like essentially domestic violence (laughs) um, in the chimpanzee world and uh bad day in the office yeah exactly just this like crazy situation and they they were describing the primatologists that were there, the really famous primatologists were saying like, yeah, that's actually... Jane Goodall? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> someone else. <laughs> I don't know who. Okay, uh, Robert Witherspoon, I would imagine. Definitely Robert Sir, Witherspoon. Yeah. Sir Robert Witherspoon. <laughs> Almost on par <laughs> with the, the coach of Here England. The, they were saying that all the male chimpanzees have these bouts of like extreme aggression where they just start beating on these like female chimpanzees or against each other, obviously. Um, but n- almost none of the female chimpanzees ever react that way. So what do you think? Do you right. think that's socialization? Do you think that, that we're socializing these, these animals to, to behave this way? No, no, this is purely Naturally observational. Out, They're just watching what's happening. And measuring their testosterone levels and everything. Obviously, this is correlational, but like, that's not a socialized situation. That's just that is. And that, and then your, in your opinion, that's toxic masculinity at play, and you need to do something about it. Yeah, that's your thesis. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, I mean her point. Her point is like obviously this is still not an excuse for men to like domestically be violent or to be violent or anything like that. And I completely agree with her. But the point is that there is a connection between this, this incredibly powerful hormone and its effect on males. And we can't just keep shutting everything away into, oh, men are just socialized that way. Toxic masculinity. That's the reason why they behave the way that they do. It doesn't like, I'm not saying that that doesn't play a factor, but toxic masculinity came out of somewhere and I think if we peel back enough layers, I do think there's a huge biological component that's involved in that. Obviously, socialization can curb some of that biological component, mm-hmm. but it's not mm-hmm. something that we can just absolutely say 100% is all socialization. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going through this this book by her, and then I'm also going through a book called The Evolution of Desire, which is essentially looking at the uh, like hundreds of studies and explaining what men find attractive about women and what women find attractive about men, like, you know, age differences and a particular ratio in body size and stuff like that, like all kinds of things like that. And kind of the different cues that, and what's, what's male typical and what's female typical and like the actual things that are definitely biologically based that are more male typical across species. We're talking like Mm -hmm. they mentioned, for example, uh, what men find attractive about women, let's just say kind of generally about looks like being one of the major aspects, that is not something just in the United States. It's not something socialized. Again, that is across culture, across hundreds of countries, across every single culture. They found zero exceptions. Zero. Think about that. 
like across the entire globe, every male is reacting the exact same way. Like there's variability in terms of like the exact shape of a woman, but like right. in general, it's within a pretty tight Similar, range yeah. of every male found this to be the most attractive. And it was across all these different countries, all these cultures across time. They did the, one of these studies they did over like a hundred years. They just continued to do it like every like 20 years or so. And it stayed consistent every single, every single like uh, tr time that they tried to do it. I just find that shit wildly fascinating. And then they were describing obviously like what, what men find attractive and you know, I was just like kind of nodding my head. I was like, yeah, that's, that makes sense. And then they also yeah. address like, address like uh, gay men. And they also are really in tune with physical attractiveness. Like for them, it's a visual thing, just like it is for heterosexual men. But obviously for gay men, it's, it's uh, with men. So it's just like a lot of these commonalities. And it's just, it's, uh, that's been a wildly interesting book as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm in tandem nice. reading, reading those yeah. two. I'd be interested to hear more. Yeah. Interesting um, things that you find out. Yeah, I'm hoping to finish um, soon. I just started them like two days ago, but I am flying through them. Is there an issue with people in society today shaming men for, in your opinion, what they typically would find attractive based on millions of years of evolution? <laughs> I mean, there's, you can't exactly just cut that off because it made somebody mad you know people people want people want quick solutions for very complex questions these days true and they don't consider the science behind why men do the things that they do on a very consistent basis and i just yeah. wonder if you know without considering why are people in your opinion trying to get men to change today today's version of man to change in certain ways yeah i think i think there i mean there are a lot of different instances that i can think of off the top of my head but i think uh one is like uh what's it called when you when you see a person as just kind of body parts, what is that? Objectifying. Um, mm -hmm. Like men objectify. They, they, they say that in the book as well. They're like, this is just part of what men do. It's part of this sexual attraction. It's not like they're trying to be rude or trying to be disrespectful to what's technically supposed to be like you know how we've redefined things you have to yeah. care about some you have to care about right. their personality they're first more, they're more than all. just you know yeah a big pair of tits yeah exactly but to men like the first thing is like big pair of tits like that's it right that's and what, then that's everything comes to, yeah and then everything after that comes and with women there is some degree of that as well but it's just it's so much more robust for for men and i do think that socially We've gotten to this point where we say like, oh, well, that's just, that's not acceptable. Or like men are taught, oh, you need to commit to one person, you know, and for, mm -hmm. for men that that's, that's not at least evolutionarily speaking, that is definitely not what, what they did. Um, it was, it was, it was always, it was always about spreading seed to as many different women as possible. And women obviously to being really chances of 
spreading your genetic material, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this, I mean, I'm, this is out of like five or six books that I've read, all consistent, written by women, written by men, written by researchers, written by Sir people Richard that just... Dawkins. Sir Richard Dawkins. Richard Yeah, I am an asshole to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. <laughs> I really don't like listening to him talk because he's such an Sir asshole. Sir Richard yeah <laughs> quiet down oh <laughs> uh, yeah I, yeah so anyway that's there's just there's there's a lot there there's just so much there it gets me really fired up because i i love i love trying to figure out like what's the bi what's what's socialization and what's actually biological about what makes men men um and I love getting these researchers to get their input, you know, evolutionary psychologists. That's the guy who wrote the, the evolution of desire is an evolutionary psychologist. And he, the whole book is just citations. That's all it is. He's telling stories, but it's like, and based off of this study and then this study and then this study, and then he like addresses the counterpoints. He's like, well, some people might like parrot back. This might be an issue with this particular study, but in actuality, I think that we can still glean some information from. So he's really like trying to, to get the nuance out of it. And then Carol Hooven is obviously a, has been studying testosterone as a woman has been studying testosterone for like 20 years of her life. And it's, you know, it's, it's really interesting stuff. I, I, I'm, I, I get really excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. The more outrageous society gets on these topics, the more, you know, the other side, not necessarily the other side, but the more that rational minded, you know, people with accredited backgrounds have to be more comfortable and confident in taking a stand and saying, no, that's, that's actual bullshit. You know, you can't say that or you can't make that claim just because you feel a certain way. You know, we can't just generalize there. And I just wish more people would be a little bit more vocal about, you know, the Olympic situation, you know, with like the trans woman athlete competing um, for New Zealand and how it's just completely like, oh, it's they're in it's happening accept it you know and it, there's no i'm sure there's been plenty of people who've come out and said like this should happen because or this should not happen because and they have way more experience and knowledge and you know accredit accreditation than i do in those fields but i'm certainly not hearing a lot of it and it's just like it just seems to be like you're just bending over for this uh, the this woke ideology and totally. you know what the more you do that the more acceptable it's going to become in a lot of other ways i mean the olympics is the pinnacle of sport achievement individual and team so if it was just so easily like oh of course she's she can compete like it, that's just what it seemed you know and mm -hmm. i just I'm not saying she doesn't have the right to compete it's just like my god like at least admit that she's got an advantage. Right. Yeah. Won't even do that. No, no, I don't think they mm -hmm. will. I really don't. I think that the social pressure by the very vocal uh, minority are, 
are just getting in the way, unfortunately. And even people that I think are on the same side, but that that truly don't believe that it's fair, I think they're just staying mum. And then, mm-hmm. of course, on the flip side, you got then like conservatives who are just going crazy over this kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Um, so, but nobody takes them seriously because they're like, well, they're going to. They're always Democrats are saying one thing, or liberals or leftists are saying one thing. Yeah. So, uh, of course, conser- yeah, conservatives are going to say the opposite. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm sure Ben Shapiro's done about <laughs> twenty oh, shows on it. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Way. Talking at rapid fire speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I saw he and Russell Brand did a podcast together. Oh I yeah, listen to it. I didn't. I didn't either. I've. I, I have feel a, like nothing. I feel like nothing was achieved. There. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably could not. Be wrong. I don't know. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, one other thing that happened was I went camping last <gasps> uh, this past weekend. So I went, actually went up to Pennsylvania to Cherry Springs uh, State Park, which is. From what I understand from the park rangers. Poconos. Yes, exactly. Now, they, um, it's the only dark spot on the East Coast, meaning that there's no light pollution there. Um, so it's, you go to the top of this mountain, and then they have this massive field. And there's only one small town that's like many miles away. And uh, so we, we just camped out there, and the park rangers came out. And this was the day after the new moon. Um, so the, the moon was like essentially non-existent. Um, so it was completely dark. Like you could not see like worth a damn. So they had really dim red lights that they had out just so people could like (laughs) leave the field and like come back out on the field. Cause there were, there were probably like a hundred people there, like all in blankets and stuff. And you just, you could not see them. Like, so you were just holding these little red lights, like in front of you, like hoping you don't like walk on someone, you what know, in the world, it was so dark. And, uh, so the park range, there's maybe like five or six park rangers out and they, they set up telescopes. They had four telescopes and they just had people line up and then you could like see with these high power telescopes or pretty, pretty high power telescopes, um, like Mars and Venus and like all the different constellations and stuff. And it was incredible. I've never seen the night sky like that. It was stars everywhere. It was wow. just like littering the sky it was absolutely unbelievable it was so cool and then they did a light show so one of the park rangers had this green laser and he he was literally pointing it it was going straight into the the sky so he's like like touching each not obviously not fit like actually but like it looked like he was touching and pointing out every single star so he was showing all the constellations so he did that for like half an hour and just explained all the different constellations and whatnot yeah and then um when we were gonna gonna go to sleep, um, that's when the the coyotes started like howling like outside oh, really? of our outside of our campground. Yeah, so wow. they they uh, so we we couldn't sleep. Like I mean, uh, I ended up sleeping in the car because our tent just like was not big enough for for all of us. <laughs> it just was not big enough. It was m- minuscule. Especially you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially me. Um, cause I'm fat. If nobody knows, like nobody Five, watches three, the video, video podcasts, I'm fat. So yeah, it's, it's a thing. Um, yeah. around 400 pounds. Get over it. Deal know, with I've it. lost 65 though. So come on folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at, look fat at slim. Is beautiful. The fat is beautiful. Fat acceptance, please. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so that's something I did uh, this this past weekend. It was it was a blast. It was it was really great. Nice. How'd you yeah. hear about it? Uh, my friend just organized. It. He was just like, "Hey, you guys want to go camping?" So uh, a friend of mine and I just were like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" <laughs> no, we didn't. We surprisingly <laughs> didn't end up doing any droogs. Um, so yeah, drove up. It was like four and a half hours away, and just uh, just had a good nice. time. That's awesome. Yeah. Old fashioned getting high on life. Yeah. Just getting... ripping bongs of the stars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Powerful words. You should you should write a book. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that's that's the news on my end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Summer break going well. <laughs> Do you actually even have a summer break technically or not? No, really? no, okay. I just, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not in classes anymore. So all I do is just work every day. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's just like a, I wouldn't call it nine to five. I kind of set my own schedule, but I still go in every yeah. day. So nice. yeah. Yeah. Going to Wisconsin in a few weeks. That'll be my summer Sweet. break. And, uh, going to, going be to that. the redneck Riviera myself next. Uh, Are you? Next week. Where's that? Where's the redneck beach? beach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Going there for the week. Just, you know, to the home away from home. And relax. Myrtle Beach. Some shrimp. (laughs) 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 Maybe give the finger to some kids. Who knows? There you go. Yeah. Get ripped on bourbon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been enjoying some bullet of uh, nice. over the last many weeks. It's a good one. It is. Yeah. But outside of that, just uh, doing the same thing every day. <laughs> That's adult life. That is literally adult <laughs> life right there. Yeah. Yep. Hits you harder when you're 30. Yeah, you'll know what that feels like when you turn 30 all our listeners yeah all of our listeners will we'll then understand the tedium <laughs> of doing the same thing over and over and over again and then realizing you have to do it for another 35 years of your life mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. well on that note then I guess we can uh, we can end it here we talk sports we uh, slammed the 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 trans situation yeah. in the Olympics, yeah. like we usually do, and, uh, <laughs> we, and Back to that. yeah, and uh, talked about ESPN and uh, a little bit on testosterone and uh, yeah. interpersonal dynamics between men and women and all that good stuff. Yeah, getting high on the stars. Getting high on the stars, the bong of life. That's right. <laughs> Rip the bong of life, everybody. Yeah. All right. Catch you in the next one. Goodbye.